the Summer State Studios. This is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast, presented by IceTimeHockeyWest.com and brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com is your hockey superstore with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Indiana Tech University for ticket and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions. Go to IndianaTechWarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey, power school athletics tradition, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at UGAHockey.com. College Hockey, Inc., growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture, and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis, small school education. For more information, visit us at maryvillesaints.com or at maryville.edu. Summer Skates, order your custom koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Mary Hockey, top flight hockey, intense rivalries, championship aspirations, and more. For schedule and ticket information, go to goyoumary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, the only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. FedEx, the official shipping company, of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be listening to us tonight on the Podbean Network. Scott Strandy with you tonight. Uh, and if you can see the sweat beating down my forehead, I just drove into Columbia, Missouri from um, St. Louis, Missouri today. And, Where in the uh, world is Scott tonight? Man, cutting it a little close tonight for the podcast. But folks, I'm the building and uh, ready to rock and roll. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh joining me from that beautiful, vibrant city, which is Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you tonight? Well, I, I would say I've had an adventurous day, which would not be true. It was a pretty calm day. Uh, but even if I had a adventurous day, it probably wouldn't be uh, top you because you are you always top us. So I, you know, I if I think I've had a a busy day, if I put it up with you, it doesn't hold in comparison. Uh, but I'm glad that we glad that we got right off the bat though. Where in the where in the world is Scott tonight? Because that's becoming an <laughs> ongoing thing here each each week. It seems as you're on the move these days. <laughs> Yeah, I just arrived in uh, the Ramada Inn in Columbia, Missouri, on my way tomorrow to Sioux Falls and then ultimately to Minneapolis-St. Paul. Um, yeah, it's been a, a real adventure, I should say. Uh, we've uh, we've been all over from California to uh, Missouri to um, soon-to-be South Dakota and then Minnesota. So we're getting it done. We've got to get out here and see the uh, the people. I had a chance to visit with the people from the St. Louis uh, Sports Commission. Um, I was at Maryville University, and 
All right, we lost Scott there for a second, so <laughs> sounds like you know, he has. I, I think I'm coming back. My Wi-Fi is just oh. a little sketchy, just a little sketchy, but I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> okay. Oh, good, good, good. Was a little concerned there. You know, you you're rolling into these, these small anyway, towns. Anyway, I wanted night. to know if you were jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a little jealous that, that Coach Zombo left us a couple of NCAA Lindenwood shirts, sir? Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wouldn't wear it anyway, you big UNLV guy. <laughs> anyway, um, so hopefully this internet thing uh, figures itself. They they upgraded us to a suite, and the suite should I, I have got, the best. I got, not, I got nothing but love for, uh, for, for Linden. Lindenwood uh, University. <laughs> Rick will love that when he hears it, but he's on vacation, so I know he's not going to hear it live. <laughs> anyway, um, we've got a great guest coming on tonight in just a few minutes. We've got the uh, the head coach from Lake Superior State Women's Program. Matt Parker is going to be with us in just a second. Um, before we get to that, Stephen, anything breaking on the side of ACHA hockey or anything that we need to know about about the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20? You know, I, I I haven't really seen anything. I I guess I didn't really look deep into that because well, we were spend the majority of the time with our guests. But just cruising the websites, I don't uh, see anything too too much. I mean, it's I haven't really even seen a lot of schedules come out. I know uh, Arizona had a kind of a big uh, a big signing of sorts, a big uh, commit for them, uh, getting somebody that's has. In fact, let's see if I can get to that real quick. And uh, so that was kind of cool to see. Arizona, like you know, it's funny. I'm trying to look for uh for the Twitter bird on my on my iPad here. And I have to look for the black. I have to look for. A black I do that now. too. <laughs> yeah, I do that all the time too. It's crazy. Uh, we we got to get our minds it, reprogrammed. It doesn't usually doesn't bother, but but like right now, I'm trying to scramble to get it pulled up here. I just naturally want to look for that Twitter bird, and I have to look now for a black X. So thanks to Elon for that, but. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right <laughs> anyway so oh here it is it's uh brendan williams uh he's he's a north american hockey league robertson cup mvp and uh, arizona he's committed to arizona uh played with oklahoma warriors of the nahl and from san juan capistrano california so uh that's a big pickup for for arizona to get somebody of of his caliber on his team um i think we mentioned but it's been put out there in the last five days. A schedule update. So uh, the uh, Wildcats will be playing ASU at uh, Tucson Arena at 7:30 p.m. I believe this is the the ACHA matchup because I think there's they're gonna they're gonna play the NCAA program this year too. But yeah, they'll play them on October 7th, I believe, is the date for that. A, and, and that'll be at Mullet. But that this is uh, their first meeting with the ASU in Tucson Arena will be at. Uh, September 23rd, so I just saw that the last few days, but still haven't seen a whole lot of other things going on. But, you know, it's it's kind of the – this is – we're now in August, so I'm sure we're going to see a lot of stuff ramp up and camps will will open up, you know, with, with players, and there'll be uh, – I'm sure there'll be some scrimmages and there'll be some golf things going on. I think UNLV's golf thing is coming up uh, at the beginning of September, I think. I think it's in September this year, and I know other schools are doing similar things, so – um, maybe next, maybe I'll just, that'll be my assignment this next week. See if I can scour a, uh, Marsh Whip around this. <laughs> yeah, I think you should probably do that. Anyway. Well, we just have so many guests. We're having so many guests. We have so many great teams that are coming on with us for this year. And, 
and that's wonderful. And so I just we've been spending all our time with that, which is which is fantastic. Looking forward to tonight's conversation as well. Absolutely. Well, let's do that. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's bring on our guest, the head coach, the Lake Superior State Lakers Women's ACHA W1 program. Matt Parker will be with us in just a few minutes. Championship pedigree, world first class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. Talent development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Nate Gensel. Gensel towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. The University of Arizona Wildcats return to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. Cheer on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising off-season of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up. Looking to extend your hockey at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to UGAHockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. school college hockey experience in a small school setting and Maryville University located in St. Louis, Missouri could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000 plus seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice. And Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News & World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. 
Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. Welcome back to an ITHSW podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. Collegiate Hockey Top 20 podcast. Scott's Columbia, Missouri. As we get ready to uh, do another show, Stephen Marsh, my longtime co-host, joining me from that beautiful championship city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, women's head coach, Matt Parker with us. Matt, Scott, and Stephen with you. First of all, how are you? And thank you for joining us on a late night Wednesday. Matt, I can... But I think we're having on your screen. I think we got to wait for him to to connect yeah, there. But we're just I, we're just missing it. Call, call call and circle there on the on the on the app there, and uh, the host, our executive producer, will will get you in. Absolutely, I, I know he's here because I can see him. <laughs> I see him. I, yeah, I see him on the scene. I hope he wasn't. Th- I hope hope people aren't thrown off that the, the name of this program is College Hockey West uh, Weekly on the uh, app tonight. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think that's it, is it? No, I don't think he's in the room. So I, I'm just no, no. I mean, is that what it shows up as? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, we, I can, we maybe I can hear, hear the executive producer in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're we're working on that part. We'll get Matt connected here in just a second. No, he's he's in the room, but I'm just just being a little funny. Yeah, don't Anyways. be funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You need a little humor with everything that you guys have had in your your lives recently. I think you need a little uh, little humor. And how and how we can definitely do that. So uh, well, the so championship city so calming tell, down yet? Or picking so, up or so, what? So tell us a little bit about your adventures today. <laughs> you got it well, five minutes started to early after a great. By the way, the folks at Maryville are unbelievable. To be able to put us up in a. Uh, a beautiful hotel, uh, the Holiday Inn Express, yeah, not far from the university. Not bad, you know. Sometimes not, holiday Holiday Inns can be kind of like, eh, you know. But but that. that oh, this one was almost brand new. This one was pretty nice. Almost and, brand uh, new, I'm telling you. We're lucky enough to be in St. Louis for the uh, ACHA tournament. That might be, that might have to be our our uh, our headquarters for the week uh, when we're there, so to speak. Yeah, I think it's going to be because uh, I really liked it. It that that was awesome. But uh, anyway, um, we'll see if we can. Get coach on. We all, see him on there. The furniture wasn't just, all tore uh, up. The furniture wasn't all tore up and everything like it was <laughs> in the room that I was in when no, I was there a couple of years ago. No, 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 <laughs> no. It was not. Um, so anyway, did that. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, talked uh, talked with the uh, the folks from the uh, 
St. Louis Sports Commission, who will be hosting the ACHA National Tournament. They'll also be um, hosting the NCAA Regional Tournament. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, I it's it's really interesting. It's really fascinating. Actually, it's really exciting how how much St. Louis and the uh, Sports Commission has really gone in on on having this the ACHA National Tournament and and how much effort they've put into to wanting that event there and and obviously it's going to be back there this upcoming season and and people wouldn't be too upset maybe if it's there for you know kind of there going forward. I think we had a guest on recently that talked about how the NCAA College World Series for baseball is always in Omaha every year and why you know why couldn't it be in just one location? There's a part of it that is kind of nice about it moving around to different places, give other places a chance to host it. But um, what Craig Barnett brought up, because I listened to some snippets of video from their meetings and they had them in Florida in April. And, you know, the challenge is if they want to continue going forward with having everybody in one spot, all the divisions, all the, the men and the women, the five divisions competing in one spot at the same time, well, that's a challenge when you're trying to find places that can do that, you know, and, and be able to, to, to hold that. And uh, and I guess they're having some some challenges trying to get places that do that adequately. Um, so obviously, Centene has done it, and Saint and uh, Boston did it last year. But there were some, I guess there were some issues there. But um, you know, so there's, there's there's that issue too because you want everybody to kind of be in one spot. Well, then you got to be able to find places that can can do that adequately. And so um, yeah, absolutely. Well, let, let's see if we've got the head coach from Lake Superior State. The women's program. Matt Parker, are you with us? Scott and Steven. <laughs> I still see him again. I just can't hear him. Well, while we wait for him to, to join join on here, uh, <laughs> here's a little bit about their, their program. Uh, 2020 is when this program started up. Uh, it was the inaugural season in 2020, so this, I guess, would be their their third season, I guess, I guess it would be, for Lake Superior State University Women's Club Hockey. Um, of course, it's in the ACHA, which we know very well, of course. Um, they're they're going to compete against teams like Central Michigan, Northern Michigan, Concordia, Michigan State. Uh, the team believes in commitment to serve and improve themselves, the team, the school, and the community. And... Don't steal all thunder. We gotta let the coach tell us something when we get him on. <laughs> well, we can we can have him elaborate on some of those things. <laughs> Just trying to fill some time here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and we uh, that Lake Superior State is uh, is really a strong program from from men's and women's sides of things. That the university takes a lot of pride in uh, putting their programs out there. So we're it's, thrilled to have, have them on as partners. And, and it's based uh, in I Minnesota, we'll have, so I'm uh, sure that's a plus too, right? It's what? <laughs> it's based in Minnesota, so I'm sure that's a plus no, too. No, it's not. <laughs> it's in Michigan. Oh, it's in Michigan? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Lake Superior, Lake Superior, that would be in Michigan, yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, let me. we may uh, – if we can't get on direct here, we may have to do the old-fashioned way, have them call in, and then uh, that'll be a bummer for you right now. But <laughs> I'll do my best to relay the questions if I need to. Um, so we'll figure it out here one way or the other. But uh, anyway. Could be, but um, I, I could go on a three-way call maybe. 
Yeah, well, if we have to do it, we'll try to do what we can do here. But um, sometimes that happens. The connections are just, uh, it's electronics, right? So it has a mind of its own a lot of the time. So we'll see what uh, what happens. So what's life in Vegas right now? Uh, UNLV, you talked about the golf tournament coming up and uh, all the partying settled down finally? Uh, I think so. You, you know what? I think so. The, the, the Stanley Cup is still making its rounds. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show. But, yeah, the uh, partying is settling settling down. I mean, about a month from now, it'll be, you know, seasons will be getting ready to start up, at least with rookie camps and stuff, and then the regular training camps. End of September, the Raiders are in full swing in the NFL, so the NFL season's right around the corner. Um, you know, it's, it's it's kind of let me, uh, let me know, see. It's still warm here. Coach, do we have you yet? Huh? Anyway, so. <laughs> I thought I saw him, but I see him again, but I don't, uh, I don't hear him. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what the connection problem is, but if we have uh, one more try at it, we'll, uh, we'll just get him on the phone because that works just as well. Not, not quite as well, but it does work pretty well. <laughs> you have to do that occasionally with some of your guests, right? You have them, you have to, you have them calling on. They call in on the phone, right? But. Uh, but no, yeah, Vegas we've done is, that many times. Vegas is 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 still the championship city until somebody takes it away from us. Um, but you know we've got a lot of big events here. So we had obviously the the Super Bowl is going to be here next year. The Formula One's come on up here. You know the a lot of other big events here. So until somebody takes it away from the Golden Knights, we're going to stay championship city. Um, and even if even so, I don't think you can take that away from them. They just wouldn't be the they won't be the current champs, but it's still a championship city. Yeah, they're starting. The, uh, they're the starting Golden to the build that a lot of different ways, Stephen. <laughs> yes, a lot of different ways, and it's it's a good thing. So, okay, so call coach and uh, and get him on here, and then we'll uh, we'll have a continue the the conversation that way. Give me one second. All right. Well, I'll give you a little background about, uh, and we can ask him some of these things about Parker. I'm sure he would tell us about some of this. But read a little bit about his bio while we get him on the phone. Uh, he's born and raised in Salt St. Marie. Uh, played his youth hockey in the Sioux as well, and has been a proud supporter of LSSU NCAA D1 teams since birth. Uh, so that's that's exciting. Um, so it's uh, it's exciting. And what else is going on here? Let's see, he's a USA certified level four coach, over 15 years of coaching experience with the Sioux Firehawks Junior A Hockey, San Ignacio's Firehawks right. Junior Hockey. Steven, we're gonna yes. we're gonna give it a shot here. I'm gonna try to uh, go off if I can get um, get it live off of my phone. So let me give it a shot, see what happens. Nice. So I'll be able to sit back and just enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> Anyways. All right, here we go. I think we got the head coach now. We finally got to figure it out. We did the old-fashioned way. We did the telephone. Matt, thanks for hanging in there with us uh, with all the technical issues. Scott and Stephen with you. How are you tonight, and uh, how are things at Lake Superior State? Excellent, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulties, but uh, super happy to be on the show and really appreciate you guys getting me on. Stephen, are you able to hear Matt okay? Yeah, I can hear him. Okay, then I've done everything right for a change. <laughs> anyway, well, Matt, foremost, let, let's get Stephen straightened out on where you are. 
<laughs> He's got. Let me let me correct you first. Uh, <laughs> hey, I can't give you too much grief because everybody says that it's uh, it's a French word from back in the day, but it is Sioux Saint Marie, Michigan, <laughs> oh, up in here. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was reading it off the website, and it was spelled S A U L T. So I I just must have missed it, the pronunciation on that. So my bad on that. Hey, that is that is everybody. I had to uh, sit down with the folks a couple of years ago from Hockey TV when we were at Nationals and uh, make sure that everybody understood that it was Sue Sue Saint Marie. <laughs> I'm all I'm all for correction. So I appreciate you correcting me. I. I, it's like when people here say when people from the east say Nevada instead of Nevada, Nevada of course, we get I'm all upset here too. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, you know, I yeah, apologize I on that you. because it's like when people say Nevada instead of Nevada, it's we kind of get a little like irks us a little bit or, or so I, I understand. So I'll, I will remember for next time. Well, Matt, you know that I knew it because I'm a northern Minnesota boy, so I know exactly where Sault Ste. Marie is. Um, tell us about the program. Tell us about how things are rocking and rolling. You told me, I know in our conversation, that uh, you're part of the university, and that uh, is a big boost, isn't it? Yeah, it's a huge boost. Um, so we started uh, 2020, as Steve was talking about, and obviously the heat of COVID Everybody knows how much fun that was and how everybody's season uh, went that year. So I was able to uh, get out and recruit uh, a lot of players that were looking for an opportunity through COVID where, you know, a lot of teams were shut down and a lot of girls uh, didn't know what they were doing or where they were going. And then, of course, the NCAA threw in the extra year of eligibility, which really, you know, brought a lot of people, a lot of girls down the pipeline. Um, so things had worked out pretty well for us in 2020. We only got to play about a semester of hockey on the ice that whole first semester through, you know, testing three days a week through everything that was the chaos of COVID. Um, that, you know, obviously subsided a little bit. And we got to play a half a semester of 2020, didn't win a single game, um, frankly, didn't compete very well. Um, and that really gave me a lot of opportunity to just kind of, uh, you know, recruit for the 21, you know, the 2021 season. Um, and that was a phenomenal year for us. Uh, you know, we came out of the gates in the W2 division um, and really an extraordinary year. Only lost, you know, three games in the regular season. Unfortunately, the fourth game that we lost was probably the most important <laughs> game that we had all year against Boston College. But losing to Boston College and Nationals and going – you know, I think we finished the regular season 29 and three and won the CCWHA in Division Two is our essentially our first real year with, you know, throwing out the COVID year. And it was um, it was a heck of a season. It was an unbelievable experience for me. You know, I've been this will be my 20th season coaching hockey, I'm 38 years old. So I've been doing it nearly half my life now. And that was really kind of my really full first legitimate taste of college hockey and to be able to have the girls that we had we had a hell of a roster with girls from all over the u.s and canada and i'm pretty heavy in uh, western canadians and you know we were able to have quite an experience you know it's a 14-hour bus ride from Sault Ste. marie to st louis and spending the week down there in st louis where a lot of the girls that i had in the program you know I, I'm probably our program is pretty different than a lot of D1 programs where I only have uh, one AAA.
area. Um, outside of that, the majority of our rosters, girls that have been playing um, 19U tier two that have probably just uh, kind of missed the boat and really didn't get a lot of uh, exposure that they probably should have. So contrary to a lot of these, you know, D1 programs that we're competing against that have, you know, a lot of girls that are coming out of competitive AAA programs. So it was a, it was a massive learning experience for me as a coach. It was a massive learning experience for um, our players and everybody involved. And uh, from there, we, we basically, I sat around, you know, two summers ago and kind of figured out what do we want to do. We, we had a pretty, you know, nothing against the competition that we played. We had a fairly easy time in W2. Um, honestly, our girls didn't really get to learn a lot in systems. I didn't get to learn a lot as a coach uh, dealing with adversity and things of that nature. And uh, I decided with the help of our university, we made a major transition where previously uh, we were we programmed by our university, but previously we were uh, kind of under life and really kind of still sitting in that that club sports platform um, where our university after making a trip to nationals and what we had sitting down with our president and sitting down with our NCAA athletic director, uh, the decision that they wanted to move us under our NCAA athletic event. Um, and at that point we really decided to make that push to W1. Um, and that's where we are today. You know, we competed with everybody. We had a phenomenal season. I mean, you know, everybody can talk about wins, losses, and everybody, of course, wants to have a winning record. Um, but, you know, the bright side from coach for having a losing record, we had one of the best plus minuses in the country. Uh, you know, we scored more goals than we uh, gave up last season. So it was a uh, it was a huge building block for us and we're still in our infancy, you know, we're still, still learning the ropes and still learning how to walk on two feet here in the W1 division. <laughs> Matt, let me ask you uh, as kind of a follow-up to that, when you're building a program and we've talked to a lot of coaches that have built programs from the ground up and it, it, it's a challenge, no doubt, making the elevation from W2 to W1 is a challenge. What was the biggest challenge that you ran into Aside from the competition, we know that the girls are better uh, athletes maybe at the uh, W1 level, but what what was the biggest thing that you saw? Uh, probably operations, uh, yeah. standard of operations, really. That is probably the big thing where um, obviously at the W1 level, we basically follow nearly word for word the NCAA Division One women's policies and procedures. Um, so it was really sitting down with my athletic department and um, our athletic director, Dr. Diles, who's been a phenomenal support in our um, progress and um, understanding, obviously, being up here in northern Michigan, you know, our closest opponent is Adrian, which is still a good four and a half, five hour trip for us. Um, and then, you know, you got Michigan State down there, Michigan, Michigan Dearborn. Um, so it was really it was really the standard of operations um, and really learning the the game day procedures and athletic trainers being around for game days and just being on par with everybody with you know the top 20 teams in the country and how they're operating not so much the compete level i've i've thankfully been able to coach long enough where i'm i'm familiar with what the compete level needs to be but it's all the little details and learning the little details that really bring those programs like Liberty and, you know, Minot State and those big programs and how they do 
the details and getting our school on board because you know we're i think we're one of the smallest four-year public institution men's ncaa uh d1 programs so it's it's a beauty and it's a little bit of fault in the sense that you know we are a small school and i think that that hits a little more for a lot of girls out there that don't want to go to and don't want to be in a classroom of 135 kids and don't want to have to get in their car and drive, you know, 15, 20 miles, a half hour or whatnot to um, campus. And just understanding that on the small side of school of things, we also have small staff. You know, we only have, you know, we only have a handful, Not, I won't even say a handful. We only have, <laughs> you know, two or three athletic trainers and, uh, you know, we have a very small athletic department. So really just, getting everybody in tune with what the details are to have a successful women's D1 program. Well, Scott, All right, let me, Steven, let me, you got one? Well, let me, yeah, let me, let me read you, let me read you a couple facts from, from the school. He was talking about how small, I mean, only 115 full-time academic staff. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's on a 115 acre campus. And I don't know if this numbers, this number hasn't been updated, at least according to Wikipedia, but uh, 2,000 students approximately uh, enrolled in this uh, in Lake Superior State University. So a pretty, a pretty small program. But what what is the what is the draw about that? I mean, I think you talked about that people don't want to be at a big campus. This this could be a kind of a draw to, to really have more of a personal connection with with those that you're in school with or on the team with or or just in that regard. Uh, Steven, you, you hit on it right there, man. Um, that is, it is that. Um, I was born and raised in this town. My family's owned a hardware store here for 60 plus years. My mom's um, in, involved very deeply in the community. Uh, I coached uh, in the local community, in the local Sioux, Michigan, a number of years. Uh, I spent forty-five minutes south uh, in St. Ignace right there at the Mackinac Bridge uh, spending quite um, so the big draw that I really get to girls and the big draw that they get to parents is um, whether it's girls that need help on something off campus you know something as simple as you know I get a phone call from a parent hey where should my daughter go get her oil changed on her car and you know I worked at the Ford garage previously before getting this job and um, really that small town you know we're only in the winter we only have probably about 13,000 people in town um, and whether it's my best friends that are the local CPD um, my wife is uh, a director in the local ER. Um, my wife uh, teaches at Lake Superior State um, in the nursing program, and she's a graduate of Lake State. Um, one of my very best friends is the men's D2 coach that played at D1. So the biggest thing I think that is completely different from our university to anything is, you know, coaches will sell you on that, you know, this is about family and this is about a close knit and everything like that. And, and frankly, in some of these bigger schools, that's just a facade, you know, that's just coaches, you know, selling the parents and selling the kid where the biggest difference in here in the Sioux and the UP and being at Lake State is truly you know, I know everybody, uh, you know, I've been here my entire life outside of, you know, getting an opportunity to travel the country for hockey. This is my home base and this is where I grew up and our girls do a lot of volunteering um, within our Sioux Hockey Association. And it's just something where for me, being a full-time coach here at Lake State and being somebody who's invested in this community and somebody who's grown up in this community, where I think that really hits on the women's side, where 
you know, especially, you know, like some of my Western Canadians that are moving, you know, 1800 kilometers away from home where they can be here. And I'm always there, whether it's uh, where do I get my oil changed or coach, you know, who's a doctor that I can see outside of campus or things of that nature. Um, they're all my friends. They're either my, you know, I have a couple family members that work at Lake State. I have a lot of friends that work at Lake State. Some of the rink guys that have worked in our rink for 10, 15, 20 plus years are either friends of mine. One of the rink rats that just retired was married to my cousin. Uh, one of the <laughs> rink rats that currently works there, I coached his kid in hockey. You know, so when these girls, even if I'm not on campus for some reason and these girls are in the rink, and they need something the guys that are back in the rink that are running the rink are guys that i've known for 20 plus years so they know my girls they take care of my girls and my girls have a very uh, a very comfortable feeling in knowing that if i'm not there on campus there's somebody that knows their coach on a outside of a business level on a personal level that's going to take care of all my girls yeah that's unbelievable so one, uh, one more thing you know, can i, I one yeah. more thing I want to follow. How much is a draw for the mascot? Seymour the Sea Duck and Foghorn the Sailor. I bet though I bet they're huge in recruiting too. Seymour <laughs> Seymour the Sea Duck is a legend around here. They retired Foghorn, but uh, quite a okay. few years ago. Um, okay, but well then Wikipedia needs to be updated then. <laughs> Steven, it's uh, it's funny you say that because the the gentleman that is Seymour the Sea Duck. Um, I coached a couple of his nephews growing up, and he's a great friend of mine. Uh, well, this goes back to how 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 much of a small community it is there. That's just so cool. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Matt, tell everybody how close you are to that big lake because I went to Minnesota Duluth and I was on one shore. Um, how close are you guys to that big lake, Superior? Uh, well, campus is <laughs> campus is on the riverbank. Um, so the so the backside of our campus, um, one of the one of the portions on the backside of our campus um, is actually on the riverbank. Um, so one of the housing units. Um, that my girls get to live in, they can look out their back window, um, and they're looking at the St. Mary's River across to Canada. So we are, we <laughs> we can sit on the on a you know there's a section of open campus, and we can hang out there and shag golf balls right into the St. Mary's River. <laughs> Love it. All right, let's get let's get to this. Tell us about your program on the ice. We know how you've built it now, and you're. You're becoming a power at the M1 level or the W1 level as well. But tell us about your team that you expect this year to put on the ice and where do the strengths lie and where do you think you still need to take another step? Uh, you know, our strengths lie in our depth and our experience. Um, I think, uh, you know, when you say, you know, where do you need to take another step? Um, you know, I think that's that's kind of a, a never ending question because you always want to continue to take steps, take steps forward and move in the right direction. Um, and I I've been able to recruit, you know, we have, I think, 14 juniors coming in this year. We had one senior last year that was our captain who was, you say, small town. Um, <laughs> our captain last year was the mayor's daughter. Um, nice. And, <laughs> and uh, our one of our captains moving forward uh, this year is our lone senior. So we'll have 14 juniors. I got 10 or 11 sophomores. So really our strength lies in the fact that there's not too many um, W1 programs out there that I think um, are as deep as we are. A lot of them probably have more experience in the sense that a lot of them have 
obviously been competing at the W1 level far, far longer than we have. Um, but with the year that we had last year, you know, we had a phenomenal year. We only gave up five goals three times last year. I was able to put together a, a heck of a schedule last year where we were competing against, you know, some of the, basically our whole schedule was top 15 teams in the country. Um, and moving into this season, we have a huge weekend where we're, uh, getting on the bus, taking a nice 13, 14 hour bus ride out to Minot State <laughs> and, uh, play, playing Minot State in Jamestown for a weekend. So I'm, I'm super excited about what we have coming this year. We learned so much. I learned so much as a coach as to what it takes to really compete at the W1 level. All our girls learned a tremendous amount as to what it takes to compete at the W1 level with the speed. I think, you know, Scott, to your point, I think the biggest thing that a lot of people don't realize and a lot of girls don't realize um, is most certainly the speed of the W1 level. Um, and that's one thing that we learned the hard way last year where I think, you know, in such a cliche saying in hockey is, you know, we were just a half a step behind everybody. You know, you can look at a lot of the games. I I think we were on par for probably, probably I'd, I'd venture to say as we were live that we probably lost the most one or two goal games in the country last year um, where, you know, we were a shot or two away from being in those games. You know, we were a shot or two away from only having seven wins to having, you know, 12 or 13 wins and getting an opportunity to play in playoffs where that's probably the biggest thing that we have to work on is our speed. But um, I have no concern with that. We have a lot of fast girls. We have a lot of great girls that are um, dedicated to getting better and dedicating to rising to the level that we have to be at where I'm super excited for what we have this year and the schedule that we have in front of us where uh, it's nice as a coach that a lot of the W1 teams that reach out and want to play us because, you know, we were able to compete and there's a lot of the W1 teams that have been around for a lot longer than us that didn't compete as well as we did. So I'm pretty excited with what we have to put forward on the ice. We picked up a couple, uh, picked up a couple big transfers, you know, with Finlandia uh, closing their doors we picked up uh, three NCAA D3 transfers, um, one being a goalie that's going to really shore up our goaltending. We had great goaltending last year um, in Asia Kachuk, which came in as a senior, or excuse me, came in as a freshman um, from Western Canada, from Alberta. Um, and she was, you know, her dad was actually the one that got me on you guys <laughs> on Twitter. Um, and she really rose to the occasion. She played 16 games for us really carried the load. We uh, had a sophomore, Janine Miller, but uh, she actually got into University of North Dakota's med school program. Um, so she transferred back home and I was able to uh, fill her hole with Lainey Pasemko, which is another Western Canadian girl that transferred over from Finlandia. Uh, and then we brought in another freshman, Emma Markwick, that was playing at Tilton Prep out there on the East Coast. And she's another Canadian based out of Ottawa. Um, and then we picked up two more uh, two more forwards from Finlandia that I think are really going to add to our depth and add to our upper class, our upperclassmen group that's really going to help out. And then, you know, like I said, we got 14 juniors and all of my juniors have been girls for the most part that have played in nearly every game that we've been a part of for the last two, you know, three years. I say, you know, obviously I say we're, we're in our third year, but I really throw COVID out. You know, COVID was COVID and everybody knows how that goes. So I really 
I really don't consider COVID much of a season, as I'm sure many people don't. Um, so really just going into our third season and having having 14 juniors and having you know, 11, 12 sophomores is really going to, I think, elevate us to the level that I want us to be at. All right, Stephen, you can get another one in here in just a second, but I got to uh, tell Coach that when you make that long trip to Minot State and you're cruising down Highway 2 through the middle of Minnesota, when you get to the little dot on the map called Foston, stop on in at the Dairy Queen and get something good there, okay? Hey, I will. <laughs> It'll be a good stop for us. We'll need to get out and stretch the legs a couple times, my friend. So, as long as she's open, we're leaving uh, We're leaving. Thursday afternoon, and as long as she's open, I'm sure my girls will be down for some ice cream. Uh, Steven, you don't you don't follow that because you don't you don't get my Minnesota stuff, do you? No, I was just no, I don't. But I was just gonna say, if you're ever going between Las Vegas and Los Angeles, always stop at Barstow and like the McDonald's, the Barstow station. That's where everybody stops at between Vegas and and uh, <laughs> that's about as much as I know about traveling. I don't I, I do most of my traveling by by plane and I and stuff, but. Uh, yeah, um, I guess tell us a little bit more about your background uh, and your your you've always you know from what you've been saying earlier in the show that you've always kind of wanted to be a coach and just um, where did that kind of come to be uh, your your passion to to want to be a coach? Oh, Stephen, great question, man. Um, I'm living my dream up here, uh, being born and raised in the Sioux. You know, my grandfather was uh, some of the first big boosters for. Um, Lake Superior State's Division One team. Uh, my father was a part of the boosters program back when I was a kid. Uh, my love for it really came from Jimmy Rock. Um, some people may know the name, some people may not. His daughter's Abby Rock plays for Team USA. Um, I got to know Jimmy as a young kid. Um, they were very involved in the community. Um, guys like Dougie Wade and Darren Madeley and Mark Rumet and Mark Ashley. Um, and Paul Gerard and a lot of these guys uh, used to come to my house as a, when I was a kid and have team dinners because back in the day, um, that's what they used to do is, you know, they'd split the team up and four or five guys would go to a family's house in the community and have dinner. Um, and it really, it really just gave me my love for Laker hockey um, and growing up in it, you know, I didn't miss many games and got to know a lot of those players on a personal level. Um, got to know Dougie Wade on a personal level, got to know Darren Madeley on a personal level, you know, Madeley's coaching, you know, athletic director at Lake Forest Academy. Now he's pushed out a lot of great players, Alex DeBrincat and a lot of those guys. Um, I still talk to Darren. He was, a, you know, one of the best goalies in the NCAA back in the day. Um, I lean on him a lot, but Jimmy Rock was probably uh, my biggest inspiration for being a coach and just seeing seeing how he treated his players and seeing how he treated this community um, and everything like that and how he treated me as a kid. And, you know, I was, it was a lot different for me, whereas a seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year old, I got to go in the locker rooms after games and I got to be around Jimmy a lot. And, you know, when they had their Laker hockey camps, you know, Jimmy always, uh, uh, you know, I was a goalie. I grew up a goalie, and you know, goalies were something that weren't as prevalent as they are in today's world. Back when I was playing, and um, Jimmy always allowed me to be a part of the Laker hockey camps, and um, has been a big mentor for me. You know, he's a guy that I get to see on a regular basis. Fairly, um, still has a place here up here locally, and um, Abby still comes back to the Sioux a lot. And Jimmy's always been a guy that. Uh, 
I've been able to reach out to and bounce questions off of Joey Sean. Uh, Joey Sean at Michigan Tech has been a big mentor of mine where, um, you know, before I got this job at Lake State, Joey was a guy that, you know, I reached out to and asked a lot of questions about. He's a guy that, uh, you know, just knowing him as long as I have, his phone's always on for me and I'm always able to give that guy a call and and to have people in your life like Joey Sean and Jimmy Rock that have the experience that they do and have been the professions that they are now, you know, Joey Sean's probably going to be, you know, one of the best coaches that's came through Michigan Tech in the last, you know, 100 years. And, you know, Lord knows they'll probably rename that rink the Joey Sean <laughs> Arena. And, you know, to be able to have guys like that in your life that you can grow up and you can look up to and, and not even on the hockey side of things, but just on the personal level, how they – how they treat the people. Those are two guys that I've had in my life for a number of years that uh, I think you could see them anywhere, whether it's at the grocery store or whether it's in Tampa, Florida and their team's playing, uh, you know, anywhere like that. They, they give you the time of day and they've never forgot where they came from. Um, and they've always, you know, had their roots here. And just growing up, I wasn't a great goalie. I was kind of, you know, I was a backup goalie my whole life. I got opportunities to, see you know a lot of the united states with through hockey and uh when i was done playing at 18 uh, you know i just came back home and started coaching local goalies and got into it and just you know as a single guy 18 fresh out of high school and i just i didn't get an opportunity to have much of a playing career at all and the game had built me into the person that i am and the relationships that I developed through the game that I just, I couldn't be done with it. I needed to keep doing something and I wasn't, I wasn't good enough to keep playing. I had a lot of my good friends that went and, you know, spent a lot of time in division one, spent a lot of time in the East coast hockey league and the American hockey league where um, for me at that time, it was like, you know, I wasn't ready to be done yet. So how could I, how could I continue to contribute to the game? And the only way at that age that I could contribute to the game was being a coach. And uh, I knew, I knew my lifelong dream was to be able to do something like this. I, I knew that I always wanted I always wanted to be coaching college hockey. I, you know, if, if we would have had this phone call five, eight years ago, I'd have told you no way I'd be coaching women's <laughs> hockey. Um, it was just never, never on my radar, but I have two daughters myself now. And, uh, I just knew I always wanted to be, I always wanted to be a coach and I always wanted to be at Lake State and get an opportunity to do that. And so it's really just kind of, it's kind of stuck on me. You know, I started coaching at eight, at 18 and coached, uh, house hockey for quite a few years had great success uh won a couple state championships at the house hockey level we moved up to uh midget double a u18 double a travel played in the little caesars hockey league we were uh we were the northernmost team in the little caesars hockey league and um just kept going through a lot of long days and a lot of long weekends of you know traveling down south into detroit kalamazoo grand rapids and playing five games a weekend and you kind of hit a point where it's like, okay, I'm either going to keep doing this because I want to make a living or I'm going to, you know, throw it in the bank and be done with it. Um, and I just, I just couldn't get out of it and got an opportunity to coach double uh, A, coached a lot of great hockey players, got an opportunity to coach uh, junior A, had guys like Ashton Calder that um, just actually Ashton just, I think, signed with the New York Rangers with the deal. Um, had some time here at Lake State, had some time at North Dakota, some time at Penn State. 
And uh, just being able to see a lot of these guys, you know, I have a lot of a lot of players now that have served in the military and have families and have started up businesses where, you know, just now, you know, 38 years old and a lot of my players that I had previously, you know, either make a trip back to the Sioux to see our games or stop by when we're at a rink down south or, you know, I had, I had two, three players surprise me when we were in St. Louis two years ago. Uh, you know, because they lived around the area and drove in to see me. And it was, you know, that's that's why I still coach. You know, it's it's one thing, you know, wins and losses. But I think the greatest success of a coach is the impression you leave on these players, whether it be men or women. And um, it's just kept me going, you know, with the good influences that I had in Jimmy Rock and Joey Sean and those guys. Um, and just wanting to live a life like they did and just keep at it and push through, push through the bad push through the bad weekends and the bad games and the tough times that you deal with off the ice. And, you know, luckily I was able to Lake State started this program. Um, Tommy Coates is a gentleman that used to work at Lake State uh, that I went to him and said, hey, you know, ACHA hockey's blowing up. You know, what can I do to help the school? I really want to do this. And unbeknownst to me, they were already in the process <laughs> of starting it. And I didn't know that, and they were already they were already getting that process going and doing a lot of R and D with that. And uh, I threw my hat in for it, and uh, I I didn't I I didn't even I didn't even put my hat in to be the women's coach because I never thought that I could get into this world or get into coaching you know women on a regular basis. And uh, you know the board kind of came back to me and said we. Uh, we think with your experience that you would do well with women's hockey. And I frankly told him, I said, you're, you're nuts. You got to give me 24 hours to sit on this. <laughs> you know, I had, uh, I'd had girls that I'd coached that I'd coached before because we have no women's hockey. We are, are we are the only um, legitimate women's hockey program in, in, in the EUP and within probably a three or four hour radius. Um, we're the only legitimate outside of Sioux, Ontario. Um, we're the only legitimate program. And I had, uh, I'd said to my wife, I was like, Hey, I'm like, they want me to be the women's coach. And I, I'll never forget the day pacing in my driveway on that phone <laughs> call going, Holy hell, are you guys kidding me? Like, I've, I've never coached women a day in my life. Like I, this isn't, this isn't what I expected. Um, and my wife looked at me and said, you're nuts if you don't take it. Um, and you know, thankfully with having a, a good wife in my life, I, uh, I'd never turn back, you know, after all my years of coaching boys hockey, um, these last three going into four years have been the hardest in my coaching career. I've experienced more things in coaching women um, than I ever thought I would, good, bad, and different. Um, but I'd, I'd never go back to it. I hope that I can carry on and continue to coach, you know, women's hockey for, you know, until I retire. Matt, good stuff. Um, I'm going to leave you on one final thing. Give us a thumbnail of uh, a typical weekend hockey game at Lake Superior State, men, women, all of it. What's that experience like if, uh, for all of us people in the South and especially Steven that would want to know what that's like? He thinks Vegas is a powerhouse. So uh, tell him what it's like at Lake State when things get rocking. Well, I can't deny Vegas is a powerhouse. You know, Nick <laughs> Rebo at UNLV is uh, he's doing some amazing things. So I've had, I've had a lot of great opportunities through recruiting to catch up with Nick and how, and, you know, and talk to him at rings, so I, I can't uh, I can't necessarily disagree with Stephen there.
um, thumbnail here, you know, it's just uh, for the girls to be able to just walk across campus on game day and, you know, really be the first legitimate women's hockey program at a university that's had, you know, men's hockey for you know 50 plus years and the girls really get that experience you know they have we have our own locker room that's in the back by the men's division one locker room we have our own rink they get an opportunity if they want to wake up in the morning outside of our normal you know ice time and get on the ice and shoot pucks and if it's a game day they want to get out there before the game day they go back to the rink guys and hey, can we jump on the ice and shoot some pucks? And they jump on the ice and shoot some pucks. And we got a beautiful new Jumbotron that we get to use for our games. You know, we get to use all the same lighting that our men's NCAA D1 team uses. So, you know, you can see through our YouTube channel, LSSU Club Sports, um, you get to see through that YouTube channel that, you know, when the girls score a goal, the blue and gold lights are going off. You know, when we're doing our national anthem, you know, we have a – our led lights put out the american flag and then we do our canadian national anthem and our led lights put out the canadian flag um and they really get that you know we're not an ncaa b1 team but really we still get to develop that culture for these girls and give them an opportunity where you know like you say it is a small school but you really still get that that real feel that real ncaa feel where you know outside of the materialistic things they get that opportunity where you know if they're out in the grocery store and they're wearing our gear there's young girls that they've helped is that come up to them and see them and say hi to them um you know there's parents that get to come up and talk to them so in this small town and during a game day and a game weekend they really get you know the crowd we average you know probably two three hundred people which in a which in a facility that seats 4400 doesn't look like a lot but the girls get good community support and they get a lot of help and um they get a lot of fun you know they go out and have dinner after a game on a friday night and you know it's probably at a local restaurant that's owned by a friend of mine or a relative or you know something of that nature and they really get good treatment when they're out at the restaurants and hanging out with the family or it's the local coffee shop that they hit up on a pregame. Um, you know, shout out Bird's Eye Outfitters, um, <laughs> owned by a good friend of mine, Ken. He really takes care of our girls and hooks them up with some good treats on game days. So it's really, you really get that culture and that feel of a small town hockey where these girls get to come here and be in this small community where, you know, they're wearing our gear and everybody's really, this community is just, completely taken a hold of what our women's hockey is and has really fell in love with it and fell in love with these girls and the support. You know, when we went out to nationals, we were able to raise $15,000 through the community um, to help us offset the cost. And since then, uh, this community has just really rise, you know, it's just really risen to the occasion to support these girls both on and off the ice. Matt, thanks so much for the time tonight. Sorry about the technical difficulties, but and the conversation was great. Can't, can't wait to see your girls play uh, in person. And uh, you know what? Maybe one day we'll get Steven up there to Sault Ste. Marie and be actually, uh, you know, get him out of that city life. <laughs> oh, Steven, it's God's country, brother. You got to come up here and see this beauty. And uh, we'll show you around what some easy living's like, my friends. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Wait, there's more to the country than, than Vegas and New York and <laughs> Dallas and all the big – 
Wait, there's actually a whole middle part of the country that uh, exists. Who knew? <laughs> hey, it's an easy play, brother. Vegas, Detroit, Vegas, Minnesota, Minnesota, the Sioux. You're here, man. It's an easy play, and it's a oh, beautiful that's, place. That's nothing. Yeah, air, air travel, that makes everything a breeze. <laughs> Matt, thanks so much for, for joining us. Thanks for being a partner with us. We'll have you on again many more times. And uh, maybe next time we won't have the connection issue. We can get started right away. But uh, definitely appreciate it. Um, we will get your ad up and uh, get it playing. And thanks again for the support. It's great. Hey, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Scott and Stephen, what you guys are doing for ACHA hockey is remarkable. I think uh, ACHA hockey is really starting to take over the college hockey market. And to uh, have a couple guys like what you're doing is just huge for the game. It's huge for the women's game. It's huge for, it's huge for ACHA as a whole. Does. So to have a couple guys like what you guys do and what you dedicate to ACHA hockey is, uh, is definitely unsung. And as a coach, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. Thank we appreciate you. it as well. And and by all means, uh, make sure you keep a jar full of quarters just in case you use that word club because we don't like it. You got you got to throw a quarter in if you say club. So these girls work way too hard to be club. Amen. Amen. <laughs> all right, that's the head coach from Lake Superior State, the women's W one program, Matt Parker, joining us. Stephen and I will be right back to wrap up another episode of the American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty podcast. Sue St. Marie. Did I get it right? <laughs> yeah, nice job. Nice job. Yeah, it didn't take you long. You got no, this I'm thing a, figured out. I'm a quick learner. I'm a quick learner. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hold on. At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships. Liberty Women's Hockey is the ACHA W1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education, as well as serving your faith, community, and your game by visiting us at liberty.edu. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at womensd1lssuachahockey.com and see if the school-rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State Women's Hockey, the small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on local rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers Missouri State, Illinois State, Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. 
experience of pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas, well, you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship-level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, appeared in the last four national tournaments, and won six regular season and conference tournaments. Off the ice, majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and, of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single-game tickets are just $10 apiece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. Women's hockey is one of the fastest growing sports in the country and at Maryville University in St. Louis, having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top level hockey. Maryville women's hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player, as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville women's hockey, go online to MaryvilleSaints.com. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 students in our many degree programs from bachelor's to doctorate enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique diverse experiences for you and visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in california Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans, to uh, indeed the American Collegiate Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Columbia, Missouri. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, joining me from that beautiful championship city, which is Las Vegas, Nevada. Vegas, the home of the Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup champions. How about that, Steve? Keep saying that. It sounds great every time you say that. <laughs> uh, well, we I love that. Having... I just want that Zen music from that Indiana Tech ad. That oh, I mentioned, you like oh, that, don't you? Um, huh? yeah, just kind of, just kind of soothes, soothes that. You know, all, all of us go through stressors in life. It's just we just need that sometimes on a loop to to yeah, play. I hear. 
I hear you. Plus, we can keep hearing about Indiana Tech hockey, which isn't a bad thing either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, every time we have a guest on, I want to hear what you heard. You want to hear what I hear, I think. So uh, your thoughts on uh, our visit with Coach Parker? Well, uh, another outstanding individual. He obviously loves being where he's from and being part of that that community there, which is awesome. I mean, that that's that's fantastic to, to have that. Um, I learned that there's there's actually a part of the country that's not Vegas or California <laughs> or New York. I mean, who knew? <laughs> who knew those places existed? <laughs> but uh, they We've do. We've got to ask him if he's got any snow there. I know it snows there too occasionally, and I know how well you do in snow. That's why I haven't heard about it because it has snow. There's snow involved. <laughs> if there's any place with snow involved, I, I stay away. <laughs> oh, you softy. Anyway, uh, great to have the coach on and, and talking about his program. It's hard to believe that they are that much in their infancy of women's hockey, but yet are doing so many great things. Yeah. I mean, the program just continues to get better and better, and that tells you. Um, there's a log jam of women's talented women's hockey players all over the country. And the W one level of the ACHA will continue to grow. We never want to call it club. We want that word thrown out. These girls work way too hard to be club athletes. They are um, as close to the athletes as you can get. Nothing less than Lake Superior state as well. well on, their, on their website, they, they say, you know, that about the ACHA being the, it's which is true. It's the national governing body for the for non NCAA collegiate hockey. So it's it's we, we we don't call it necessarily club hockey. We just call it it's non varsity. It's it's college hockey. It's what we we just kind of call it college hockey. We have we do have to distinguish between NCAA and and ACHA in some ways. But otherwise, you know, you can consider college hockey the same uh, in that regard, other than just. The little notion, okay, this is varsity NCAA, and this is a non-varsity type college hockey, but it's it's still it's still college hockey nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we always appreciate uh, coaches coming on and spending time because it's great to hear. I mean, people think that that the, a lot of hockey is similar, but it's not. I mean, coaches have their own. Yeah, they they take stuff from other coaches and they revise it and they use it for themselves. But it's different in every program and how the girls get to the ice and what they do on the ice and how they leave the ice and how they carry themselves. Uh, that's the part that that I really enjoy hearing about uh, with all of our teams, and that's kind of the basis for the American Collegiate Hockey Top Twenty Podcast is just that we we like to hear what they're all about, and um, that that certainly is one way of doing that well we don't have to uh, one thing we don't have to worry about at least right now with with the acha compared to ncaa in, is conference shuffling around like it's happening right now the ncaa world and, and some of the in the uh in the world uh like rest in peace to the pac-12 it seems like or the pac-4 or whatever's left of, of that conference but uh you know whether what an impact that might have down the road on college hockey as a whole. I mean, whether it be teams that are right now at the ACHA level, like a, you think about a, a UCLA or a US, they're not going to be, which is strange to say, they're going to be in the Big Ten in a year from now. You know, they have a conference in, for hockey. You know, maybe maybe it opens the door for them down the road. Um, you know, and it just maybe, uh, you know, that's all that down the road. But it could impact ACHA because you got some of these programs that are maybe trying to get to the NCAA, and you never know with the uh, with what's happening with with college athletics now with all of a sudden all these teams scrambling and and changing up allegiances to conferences you, you just wonder what kind of impact that'll have but for now we're happy with what we've got here at the acha both the men and the women's level 
Yep, absolutely. Well, as usual, whenever we do a show, we go long. So uh, I will let you in, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast presented by IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Liberty University, bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at Liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma. First class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce. We're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. FedEx, ship, manage, track, deliver. The official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Adrian College, Championship Hockey Culture, and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Maryville Women's Hockey, go to maryvillesaints.com for schedule and ticket information. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, with Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. University of Arizona Hockey, visit arizonawildcathockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Summer Skates, order your customized koozies or shower shoes at summerskates.com. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as the top flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. University of Mary, a new league, new level, same goal. Visit us at gomary.com. The Tag Creative Group, have us create that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. Go to redbubble.com and search T. Grand Rudd. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at OUHockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. Very well done, my friend. Another big thank you to the head coach from Lake Superior State Women's Program, the Lakers, Matt Parker, for joining us tonight. And I think I play these wrong ad without music, so let me play that as we go out tonight on the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20. Women's D1 LSSU Let me start it from the top, though. How about that? Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at womensd1lssuachahockey.com and see if the school-rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State Women's Hockey, a small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Ah, uh, yeah, I got it right finally. Uh, again, thanks to Parker for joining us. Stephen, thanks for all your hard work as well. Uh, I promise I'm going to settle down and get down to a spot here pretty soon, but uh, well, thanks for picking me up when I'm traveling. I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to tomorrow. Folks want to tune in tomorrow when we have the Pro Hockey West Report podcast. We're going to find out where Scott ends up tomorrow. This because this adventure's uh, 
continue. Who knows where he's yeah. going to end up? He could be in the middle of nowhere, although he wouldn't be able to do the show from the middle of nowhere because there'd be no cell service or Wi-Fi there. So he has to be somewhere where there's Wi-Fi or cell service or uh, or it's going to be uh, or it'll be a very interesting show. I'll, I'll be there. Trust me. I'll be there. I'll, be I'll there. let okay. you know. We'll, All right. We'll find out where you end up tomorrow. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. See you.